Hello and welcome back to season two of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. We're dad and daughter talking all things football with me, Lauren. Me, Graham. And it's been another really busy week. Loads of matches. Obviously, all the matches are staggered. What do you think about that, Dad? Yeah, it's good. You can watch lots if you've got, uh, if you've got the time on the telly. Yeah, we've had lots of time this weekend, so I've been watching it all. Barely moved from the sofa, but lots of dramatic stuff to talk about. Going to have our usual features. We're going to have some rants, as the title suggests. We're also going to have some raves, and uh, we're going to have some, obviously, classic Barnet of the week, because there's been a lot of great Barnets in football. Uh, so we're going to start off with, I'm going to have a look at the Premier League, and just goals galore. Absolutely crazy, really, this weekend, just to quickly run through. 5-2, Everton West Brom. 4-3, Leeds Fulham. Man U Palace, 1-3. Um, seven goals, Southampton with Spurs, 2-5. It's just, the amount of goals was ridiculous. I suppose picking the best results out of those ones, obviously also as well, you have Brighton, Newcastle, 3-0. Everton, 5-2 against West Brom. Kind of, you would have thought Everton would have won that one, but the big one was Man U won Palace, 3 and it was just a very lacklustre performance from Man United. And is it too early for Man U fans dad, to start worrying and stressing? Well, first game, yeah, of course it is. Only one game. I mean, they've got to get, give them one game to get going, but they didn't get going. That was the thing. I suppose Palace did brilliant. You can't fault them. Our favourite manager, Roy, he had the right tactics in place. And yeah, defensively, not looking fantastic. And then obviously Spurs, Southampton, Spurs 5, Southampton 2 at St. Mary's. And uh, Son got a hat-trick. I think Kane got about three or four assists and a goal. Before the match, I was kind of thinking the two world-class players for Spurs, you've got to say Kane and Son. And um, it's all a bit controversial with Ali, but I suppose just wanted to ask you, what are we thinking? Bale in, Ali out. What are you thinking about that? Um, I think it's a shame if Ali can't. I mean, Ali's a, I'm not saying he's world-class, he's a good player on his day, but he just doesn't seem to be able to settle into a role or settle into the team or a structure for Mourinho. Um, I think Bale's a free free roaming player, just give him the ball, get him going. I think it'll be interesting. He's got a bit of time before he's fit though, hasn't he? Yeah, you're saying he's got a month, I reckon? I think so, yeah. And he's also done, um, they've also done a swap as well. Uh, Real Madrid defenders come in and apparently he's he's looking very good as well. So he'll be pushing for Davis's spot on the team. So for Spurs, they needed to get a win. First half, you wouldn't have thought um, by the end of the match, it'd be 5-2, that's for sure. But just overall, obviously I've said that it's been goals galore. I think obviously Brighton kept a clean sheet, but not many other teams managed to do that. Would you say is it amazing forward play or are we looking at the teams and thinking defensively, we're all over the shot at the beginning of the season? I think it's poor defence and poor midfield support and defence. And some keeping's not been brilliant. There's a couple of dodgy keeping mistakes as well. So I think, um, I think yeah, just overall teams not defending very well. Yeah, there seems to be an overall understanding that a lot of clubs are playing with a high line. Even Newcastle against Brighton are playing with a ridiculously high line. You're for or against that? You've just got to be clever, haven't you? If, you've, you know, if a team are fast on the break, you can struggle with it. But um, I don't know. They just, just, it's just a bit of a strange thing. Let's say some just poor defending. It'll all settle down, I'm sure. And obviously, pretty comfortable win for Liverpool against Chelsea. Uh, I suppose Liverpool just showing why they are the current champions. And Chelsea got a lot of work to do. They've spent a lot of money over the summer. 
And now's the time to see if they can do something. Timo Werner looks very, very good, I've got to say. But um, a, a good result for the current champions, Liverpool. So for me, that I mean, the standout has probably got to be Palace winning, obviously, at Man U. But other than that, it's just overwhelming how many goals there were in the Premier League. Fantastic. Well, the uh, championship wasn't um, overwashed with goals, but there's some good games. And the uh, ones I wanted to mention, Brentford. So that was the first home game in the new ground. Built just a mile from the previous Griffin Park, the stadium. I went there, actually, Griffin Park. So the community stadium, 17,250. Empty, obviously, that's a shame. But, yeah, so they uh, turned up and did uh, did well with the 3-0 win. You've wondered, losing the top scorer, Watkins, whether they'd be able to maintain the strong position. But 3-0, really good first match at home. Huddersfield, 56% possession, lost 3-0. 0-0 at time. Carlos Corberan, the manager, not sure how uh, how he'll get on this season. They struggled last season, Huddersfield. Looks like they might struggle again this season. Brentford, Huddersfield, two teams going in opposite directions, perhaps. And the next one is, again, two teams that look like they're going in different directions. Luton, Derby. 2-0 win for Luton. All about momentum, really. Luton finished last season on a real high. Nobody ever expected them at certain points of the season to stay up. Goals from Berry and Clark. If you take into account last season... I think they've lost one of 13, so the last 11 matches only lost one last year. So they're really on a on a real roll. They had six shots on goal, Luke Derby had none. And Derby are going the other way, really. They seem to be on a bit of more of a uh, a negative path at the moment. Got some big names, still got Rooney there, sold a couple of players. Just seem to be struggling. Just, uh, yeah, it's all a bit strange, really. So Luton 2, Derby 0. And Luton only had 35% of the possession, so Derby were dominant. Just couldn't really just make it tell, so... So I was wrong there, actually. Three shots and goal each team, but doesn't matter. Luton won 2-0. So well done, Luton. So those are the highlights. Here, though, of course, Blackburn won 5-0 against Wickham. Shame for Ainsworth, the manager going back to his hometown, getting a good hiding. But um, Oh, yeah, the one we didn't think looks like yeah, he's he from looks Blackburn. Yeah, a bit con- more continental <laughs> than he's from Blackburn. But I think um, it is, it's you know a bit flattering, perhaps, 5-0. But it is one of those matches where I think every, without being rude to Wickham, most championship teams would... Put that in their uh, calendar as three points should be when we can come to come to your home ground as a new team to that league. So yeah, and then uh, finally Norwich two Preston two only because that was a match where fans were allowed in. One of my uh, oh, right, old okay. colleagues was there, so only a thousand. But yeah, Norwich two Preston two interesting match there as well. But that was a championship. I was just thinking about Huddersfield. It's weird to think that they were in the Premier League. What was it two two seasons ago? Well, yeah, they nearly went back to back down last season didn't they so they managed to just about hang on in their first season back in the championship um, so yeah it's a bit of a funny uh, funny trajectory right my first rant um, need to get this one off my chest you were actually talking about it a little bit in front of the TV earlier what with the new season we have new kits there's quite a few I don't like, to be honest, but I'm going to point out the Southampton home kit. I mean, it's it's Under Armour and they've got a white, very big white stripe going across the whole top. Last season, Southampton are just traditionally a couple of stripes going vertically down. No, it's just one big white stripe going across their T-shirt. 
a lot of people apparently on Twitter are getting uh, slightly confused whether they're the Peru team. <laughs> apparently they're similar. That's right, yeah, no, it's very yeah. similar. I was trying to think who it was. It's yeah. just Peru, actually. <laughs> and yeah. um, someone on Twitter put, I see why there's a seatbelt on the Southampton's kit. Now they need to strap themselves in for a bumpy ride. Oh, <laughs> Which I thought was very clever. Um, so, no, I don't like the kit at all. I think I just think it looks silly. Like you say, a bit of a seatbelt going across their chest and not the best to start for them, but I'm not sure it's necessarily going to be a bumpy ride. They've got... Danny Ings and um, Ward Prowse, and I think they should be fine, right? Yeah, they should be fine. But yeah, there's a few dodgy kits been brought in this season, I think. Yeah, I don't like it. Some kits, I suppose, just stand out, and this is one that, for me, is a no-go. Don't like it. What about you? What's your rant? My rant is, uh, well, it's kind of VAR linked, but it isn't VAR. It's a new, if it is new, I'm not sure, the new penalty ruling. Uh, yeah, And seeing De Gea do a good penalty save. Well, not a very good penalty, actually. But then it was uh, retaken because he was literally a, a couple of inches off his line just about when the ball was kicked. Now, fair play when a goalkeeper's two yards off his line and all over the place, that's fine. But a couple of inches, I mean, it just, you know, it's just ridiculous, really. And especially when you get these forwards who stutter and stop and stutter and stop. Yeah. I mean, what on earth are they going to do then when a keeper moves and tries to get back and then tries to go forward? I mean, it's just... It just it's just ridiculous. If a keeper makes a decent save and it's reasonably fair, they should just leave it. So I think I did, that just looked ridiculous. And the the prospect of watching week after week of football with that happening just, just drives you mad, really. It was interesting. Danny Murphy on Match of the Day was saying that he used to take a fair few penalties and it never bothered him having the keeper slightly encroach because it's inevitable. And I suppose most forwards and penalty takers are used to that. Yeah, and like I say, when people are doing the special run-ups and slowing it down, you know, it's just, it's just, it's all weighted towards, mm. oh, well, it's just, it's just daft, I think. Last so. season, there was a lot of emphasis on the encroachment from people outside the penalty box running in. There was a couple retaken for that, but not many. Yeah, yeah no, I think if, if that's the future of penalties, well, here oh, we go. Grumpy Graham, here we go. No, I, I agree. It's, it, is, it is ridiculous. <laughs> right, over to League One. Well, the big match, he had eight goals, bit of a thriller, really. Wimbledon against Plymouth Argyle, 4-4. And um, Ryan Lowe's second half substitutions worked a treat at Loftus Road. I didn't realise Wimbledon were at Loftus Road. Did you know that at QPR? I think they're No, I didn't know that. Them. And um, where Plymouth struck twice late on for a thrilling 4-4 draw. Carnarvon and Telford were the two substitutions that he made and they came on and scored two goals. So that was a bit of a thriller. And then Bristol Rovers against Ipswich. Ipswich 2-0. Own goal from Emar and two minutes from time, John Nolan scored to secure three points and top of the table for Ipswich. I actually tipped them as a team to go up. Obviously, it's very early on, but they're an established team in League One and a big club, big name that you'd hope might definitely be getting in the playoffs. And um, you mentioned some fans are back at Norwich. Obviously, in League One, there's some fans are back. I've got that Blackpool, they had some fans back in and they saw them win 2-0, which was good. And then sad times for the um, 1,000 supporters at Charlton. They watched them lose 3-1 to Doncaster, which is a bit of a shame. You waited all that time to go watch your team play. Thousands of you, and then you see them lose at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's good to see fans back either way. It must be weird as a fan going back with 1,000 people there, right? Yeah, oh, it must be very strange. I said my colleague was at Carroll Road yesterday, and uh, I thought he'd say it was a good match, 2-2. Quite exciting, mm. but he... he 
he wasn't um, over excited about it. I think it would be a bit strange, wouldn't it? Is he a season ticket holder? Yeah, well, he was and is, I suppose. Yes, yes, he is. Oh, yeah. So they're prioritising the thousands. Yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, there'll be 20,000 season ticket holders. I don't know how. I think you went to a ballot or something, probably. Oh, right, okay. So uh, those are my highlights from League One. So League Two, finally. And uh, actually, I've picked the top of the table team, Cambridge. 5-0 winners at Morecambe. Morecambe, not necessarily fancy to do brilliantly well. They seem to struggle every year but Cambridge really turned up that's two wins in a row eight goals four none against so 5-0 win at Morecambe 3-0 win the previous week they had 20 shots eight of them on target so uh, what a fantastic performance so yeah Cambridge looking like they're straight out of the traps looking good and then the other one is really um, all about Bolton so Bolton just gone down to the lower league for the first time for many years I'm sure brand new manager came from Barrow big expectations 17 new players but like lots of teams where they bring lots of new players in to try and fix things, uh, they need to get to know each other. So uh, played two, lost two, 64% possession yesterday. So they dominated the match and lost 2-0 at Colchester. Eastman and Brown scored. So Bolton lost two, played two, lost two. So the pressure's on already, really. Big team need to get results. I think they need to bounce straight back out of that division, definitely. So um, they need to get going, really. And Colchester, good start, unbeaten, uh, 1-1 drawn one. So that was the uh, League 2 this is our new feature for season two obviously in the past done lots of rants which we still do because we're grumpy but we're going to have a few raves where we celebrate some good things from the week and um my rave it's come off recently watching the bride and newcastle match but it goes to the five foot five, 19 year old. I didn't really, I mean, he looks, he looks younger than 19 actually. Lamptey for Brighton. How old would you say he looks? Maybe 19. 15. 15, maybe. Obviously, ex Chelsea player, now at Brighton, playing right back. Burn, they've got in defence. And then Lamptey on the other side, which are just completely. Oh, Burn's about six foot seven. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Yeah. So, yeah, they're saying that. He's. I think he played brilliant against last week against Chelsea, and then he's got man the match again today. And um, people are saying it's up there with letting Salah go from Chelsea. Maybe they've made a howler letting Lamptey go. This is only his eleventh appearance in the Premier League. He's a little whippet. He's very fast. He's threatening on the attack. He's very quick at tracking back. People might say, "Is he that good defensively?" He's showing that he is. And they got um, obviously not just down to him, but he had a great performance. They got a clean sheet. So he's very exciting, young English. Right back, saying that we've got quite a few English right backs, people like Chilwell, Trent Alexander-Arnold, but he looks decent. Well, I think uh, Brighton had Lamptey, Newcastle had Numpty, yeah. by the looks of it. <laughs> yeah, they, he was just had a torrid, he made all the Newcastle players have a torrid time. Weird one, because we mentioned Steve Bruce last week, and then what would you know, everyone's moaning at his tactics, Andy Carroll, and oh, I don't know, but Lamptey, he played fantastic, and he's my, um, in terms of actual players, one to watch and fancy football team, you may as well get him in there, he's playing great. So the uh, mines actually, we've already talked about mine a little bit, but I thought I couldn't uh, let the programme go, the podcast go, without just reiterating how good it is to see fans back in ground, really. So Carlisle, Forest Green, the lower leagues, so brilliant to see uh, some activity, obviously. Not sure how long that's going to last or how it's going to build up, but um, I think as uh, football fans, you know, it's never going to be the same until we get the grounds anywhere near full again. Not that some of the grounds are always full, but it's good to see fans back and a thousand fans in a few grounds. So let's hope that it was a positive 
trial and that it leads to something bigger. But uh, brilliant to see fans back in grounds. Only a thousand people. They must have um, unlimited, no queues for tea or coffee. Yeah, well, no, there must, no, there must be not many pies being I sold. Was about to say, yeah, lack of pies, but maybe they get might get two because they can get one before the match. Possibly. But yeah, so, it's, so I think it's a real positive, though, to, you know, yeah. to, for teams to at least walk out and not just have the manager, the coach, whoever else on the, on the line shouting at them. Yeah. Good to hear some fans' voices for them as well. Barnet of the Week. We love a good footballer's Barnet. There are a lot going out there. Who have you got this week? Well, uh, I've got an easy one, actually. So we've done easy, top okay. knots a bit, but yeah. this one's got, I think he's got three top knots. I'm not sure. Calvin Phillips, got to be. Oh, um, for Leeds. I mean, it, it's, uh, he's, a, you know, he's new into the Premiership. He's yeah. new into England's team. Yeah, okay. So he's, you know, he's going to be in all the papers and all the televisions. He's going to be signing autographs. With a picture with his special <laughs> triple top knot, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, it is a top knot, Very, isn't it? But uh, shaved at the back. Yeah, well, it's just, you know, like I say, he's new to the scene, so new kid on the block, definitely Calvin Phillips. I have noticed it's a trend amongst the Leeds players. Ailing, yeah, right back. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got one. And there's someone else in the team that's also got a top knot. Mm. So a one to watch. Definitely. Bielsa, he might be rocking a top knot next week. You never know. Um, my Barnet of the week, he had a Torah time actually on Sunday. We mentioned Lamptey and he kind of didn't get anywhere near him. But his Barnet was looking fantastic. And uh, for Newcastle, it was Alan St. Maximum. He's got a fantastic like dreadlocks look, but he's also rocking, which he wears pretty much every match, this black and white headband, which I think was Gucci, but he had to tape it over. Oh, right. I don't what, know if the advertising was a bit of a... What is it, Uchi now? No, it's in the whole thing. It's just like taped over. Oh, right. But um, it's kind of like Bjorn Borg, Pat Cash kind of look, but with these wicked uh, dreadlock rasta looks. So, um, yeah, I think it looks great. Shame he had a terrible match and he went off injured and he's in my fancy football team. Sounds rubbish. Not good. Not good at all, but maybe you get extra points for his barnet. You never know. Ones to watch. This is where we highlight some matches for next weekend that we think are worth watching. You, you, go, you go first, you go first. So championship, I've got my Friday night, which is um, Huddersfield and Forest. Uh, not got a point between them. Both teams that, um, well, they need to get going. So either it'll be a draw and they'll both be thinking, well, we should have done better or one of them will get going. The other one will still be on zero points and languishing at the bottom. So, uh, yeah, so Huddersfield, Forest, that's going to be really interesting, actually. And then uh, in the championship, uh, local derby with no fans there, of course. Watford, Luton. Luton on this brilliant run and Watford uh, unbeaten this year so far and probably expecting to be challenging for promotion. So that'll be a really interesting match. Could be quite a high-scoring match after that. And just quickly whizzling to League Two, Bolton versus Newport. Again, Newport unbeaten start where Bolton, as I said before, haven't got a point. So uh, at home... Must really get something out of that. If they lose their first three, well, it will start to get a bit uh, shaky. And then uh, Port Vale, Harrogate. Port Vale, Harrogate. Uh, again, Harrogate, third in the table, four points. Done brilliant. Port Vale, second in the, po- in the table, six points. Uh, nice. Both unbeaten. Port Vale, Harrogate, second versus third. Um, and Harrogate are going to be chuffed with what they've done. Interesting, those leagues, because the three lower leagues, if you want to call them that, Championship League 1 and League 2, 
Uh, after just two matches, there's only seven teams out of 72 that have won both the matches. Wow, okay. So um, I thought that was quite interesting, Yeah, actually. it is, but, the first um, two matches. Yeah, so it shows, you know, there's no no guarantees you're going to kick off well. Mm. Um, yeah, seven out of 72 mm. at the end of play on Saturday. Did you count that all yourself? I did count it all myself, <laughs> did you? yeah, calculator. <laughs> all right, my ones to watch, I've gone for two Premier League next Saturday, 12.30, so the early kickoff. Uh, Brighton against Man U. Obviously, like all the, everyone will be saying, Man U have got to win this one and have got to do somehow better than they did against Crystal Palace. Last season, Brighton, um, Man U did the double over Brighton. They won 3-1 and then 3-0. So again, you can't see it being a 0-0 draw. And then my other match to watch is Sunday Premier League 4.30. Predictable, like always, this is going to be a one to watch. Man City against Leicester. And again, City beat Leicester twice last season. I think it was 3-1 and then 1-0. So two matches that on paper should be Man U win, Man City win. But um, going by the form and the start of the season, you just never know really. So again, going to be very interesting. Right, that's it for this week. We've had a rant. We've had a rave. Who would have thought you can have a rave on a podcast? But we did. And then we've had some fantastic Barnets of the week. There's loads of football. There's more football midweek, isn't there, Dad? Uh, yeah, you've got... Uh, it's Cup, isn't it? you got the Carabao Cup. Yeah. And then you've got some of uh, the champion... The UEFA Cup, whatever you call it these days. I think Tottenham have got Sunday, Tuesday, yeah, Thursday, Sunday. Three matches in six days. Yeah, so yeah, there's, they're coming thick and fast. This they season. are indeed. So we'll be back um, same time, same place next week for some more football chants and rounds with the plants. <laughs>